0: Jesus. Jesus. Get on your feet, it's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Feiffer and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Check me out at 1250amthefan.com. Uh, right now, you can check out the latest interview I did with Andy Herman of the Pack a Day podcast. We go over Jordan Love's progression from week one to at uh, this point of the season, we go over Joe, Jair Alexander's future with the Packers, offensive line, draft, cornerback, safety, draft, all kinds of stuff uh, with Andy Herman and myself. Again, 1250amthefan.com. AM, And then coming up on Thursday morning, Jay Kokorowski of uh, the Wisconsin State Journal and Badger Extra. We go over the Badgers' disappointing season, is how I labeled it, uh, football season, after all the excitement uh, around Luke Fickle and the head coach. It ends with a loss at LSU in the College Bowl game on uh, New Year's Day. So check that out coming up on Thursday morning. Joining me now in place of Ryan Horvath, who is sick uh and is out for the week, it looks like he is Rami McLaughlin. Follow him on Twitter at Rami is Tweeting. Uh now doing some filling work down at 670 the score in Chicago. Uh wearing his, I think, crappy bears hat. Uh as, as we talk. Uh yeah. I, what does that say? 19. This is a nice hat. Come on. This 19- is a nice hat. Come on, is that, yeah. ni- yeah, is that the last time y'all had a really good quarterback? Was 1920? Oh, that's that's was, was... a good one, that's really <laughs> funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> back bears week. I'm gonna have flood. Shut up, uh, it's so <laughs> really back office here. Remember Robbie it's... from his days on 1250 a.m. the fan back in the day, uh, doing the app. Really
1: he told me, he, I saw him tweet the other day, I forget which college football game it was, that if uh, if a wager he laid down hit, that he was retiring. So is he sick or is he is he just has he just rode off into the sunset with? Well,
0: I saw that he was not on Bet MGM tonight, his weeknight show with Trisha mm-hmm. Crick and Nick Ashue, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I texted him. I said, "Hey, are you okay?" Uh, and he said he has the flu, as uh, apparently does mm-hmm. I think Nick Ashue does as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he's sick again. But he's been sick uh, a lot lately. Him and his family. So he does seem to get sick a lot. Hopefully All he right. he feels better and gets better because the flu sucks. Uh, okay. Robbie um, McLaughlin. Uh, let's talk Packer bear week. Uh, I figured nobody else better to talk Packer bear week uh, with than you for a couple of different reasons, right? Uh, the first reason obviously is because you can give me the bears perspective. The second reason is I know you're also watching the Packers still. Um, so you have a good idea of kind of what Jordan love is looking like uh, to this point and how he has progressed and how the team has progressed. Uh, so what were your thoughts, I guess, on Jordan love prior to the season starting? Um, and then kind of how your maybe viewpoints has changed uh, throughout the course of the year, having watched him every week.
1: I was pretty, pretty confident in Jordan love, actually. I think more than, than most people because, and not, not necessarily because of Jordan love, but because I think, I think quarterbacks are largely a product of their environment. Not that just anybody can do it, but I I think, I think that you need good coaching. You need good players around you. You need, you need a good organization, good culture, to develop and grow and the Packers seem to have the formula. It was just a question of did Jordan Love at least have the the bare minimum level of talent and tools and skills to 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 use that to his advantage and and to succeed at the NFL level and we found out that yes indeed he does and he has he has a very good system and organization to grow in, and I think that he they've done a great job with him, and and he's done a great job of learning from Aaron Rodgers over the three years that he sat and watched him, and from Matt Lafleur, and just being a beneficiary of of being in in a good spot in a good environment, and and he's and he's and he's taking advantage of it.
0: It's interesting. I saw, uh, and I don't watch his show. Um, I don't watch any of those shows in the morning, uh, but I, I saw somebody a tweet a video of Colin Cowherd. I think it was from uh, yesterday, maybe, or Monday. I don't know. Uh, and Kyle Heard was making the point that, you know, obviously he was wrong on Jordan Love, and Jordan Love is really good. Um, and kind of like you said, the Packers kind of figured, have it figured out. But then he said, like you said, kind of a pride of your environment, but he said, if Justin Fields was in Green Bay watching this whole time behind Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love was in Chicago, how much different would both of them look currently um, in their situations had wow. Love got thrown into the fire right off the bat in Chicago like Fields did versus Fields getting to learn from behind Aaron Rodgers for two or three years and then being able to take the field like Jordan Love is. How much of a difference do you think there would be for both of them?
1: Yeah, I've had the same thought. And Jordan Love would have been out of the NFL by now if, if, <laughs> if he was playing for the Chicago Bears. And and he, and he had to step into Matt Nagy. And then just a throwaway year, the first year with Ryan Poles as the general manager and Matt Eberflus as as the head coach. And by the way, thank you, Green Bay, for giving us Luke Getze, who's been just terrible as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, the Bears break quarterbacks. The Bears break quarterbacks and the Packers make quarterbacks. Justin Fields would be an MVP candidate right now. If he started his career with the green Bay Packers, he would be an MVP candidate right now. I promise you that I can't promise you. you that. There's no way to prove it, but I think right. that's the, case.
0: you like my bucks yeah, mug. I, I, yeah. Very nice. Milwaukee bucks mug. Yes. I, th- this is the same thing I said, going back to Aaron Rogers, right? If you go back to that, Aaron Rodgers, Alex young draft uh, where Rogers fell and Alex young went one to the Niners to Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy took him over Rogers and Rogers was bitter, bitter about it forever. I don't think Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think Rodgers is a starter past three or four years in the NFL because if you remember, That first year, McCarthy was with Nolan, but then McCarthy left to go to Green Bay, and Nolan went through different offensive coordinators every year after that. I think Alex Smith had a different offensive coordinator for like his first five or six years in the league or something stupid like that. Never had any consistency whatsoever with what he was playing with. Mm Rodgers was not ready to play in the National Football League when he was drafted in the first round. It took a couple of years to get him up to where they wanted him to be to play him. Alex Smith would have been the beneficiary of getting a sit behind. Uh, And wait, now, is Rodgers a more talented quarterback than Alex Smith? Yes, Uh, no question. But uh, he wasn't ready at that point uh, coming from, you know, that offense and Jeff Tedford who put guys in the NFL regularly and watched them absolutely flame out in the NFL, guys like Akili Smith and some of those other guys. Um, I I think the same thing could be applied there too, where if it would have been reversed, maybe Alex Smith has the long and prosperous career. Uh, and he did have a long career until that injury happened or whatever, but probably would have been better off. And then maybe even Aaron Rodgers would have been, had he been stuck in San Francisco.
1: Yeah. I, I say this all the time, Spark. And, and look, man, I'm, I'm when I say that, that Jordan love would be out of the league. That's not a shot at Jordan love. I don't think any quarterback would succeed and develop and, and blossom in, in Chicago. And with what the bears have done to Justin Fields and the situation that they've put him in. You need the right situation. And and I, th- there isn't just one right situation. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have lasted in the league if he didn't land where he landed. But yeah, man, you, you, need, you need the right people around you to succeed as a quarterback in the NFL. People think they just fall from the sky, that great quarterbacks just fall from the sky and are destined to be great and win in the NFL. The example I always use is, and Sparky, you know this because you were with me that night. I wanted the Bears to draft Patrick Mahomes You did when they took Mitch Trubisky. And yep. not a lot of people were talking about Patrick Mahomes, but I was high on the dude coming out in the draft, and I wanted the Bears to take him. But in hindsight, if the Bears took him and he had one year under John Fox where they were going <laughs> to allegedly sit him behind Mike Glennon and then give him Matt Nagy oh and, and, and Devin Hester, I don't even remember who was his oh. number one receiver for his first year in the league. Patrick Mahomes would have been broken by now. And quite frankly, I'm glad they didn't take Patrick Mahomes because I like watching Patrick Mahomes play football. And it would have been strictly a a source of frustration and anger if the Bears took him and broke him the way that I know that they would have. And Mitchell Trubisky wouldn't have been Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, but he would have been better than what he ended up being with the Bears. Like, you, you need the right situation to fully get everything out of a guy in terms of potential in, in the NFL. And they, the bears have consistently not done that with their quarterbacks and they haven't done it with Justin Fields to this point. And it's a miracle. He's done what he's done, given what they've done to him and what they've given him to work with for the majority of his time as a quarterback.
0: I saw that stat going around where Jordan loves passing numbers are better than any quarterback in bears history, doing it in his first year as a starter in green Bay. Um, but a, a lot of that, it, you know, Ryan Horvat isn't the biggest Coons fan in the whole wide world, uh, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, man, you got to give him credit where credit's due. I mean, like Ted Thompson knew kind of how to draft wide receivers. Uh, Brian Gutekunst clearly knows what the hell he's doing at the wide receiver position. These two tight ends, Kraft and Musgrave, may be the Gronk and Hernandez uh, as far as the the dual tight end threat. We haven't really seen anybody with a dual tight end threat outside of New England. Uh, for quite some time, and if both of them pan out to go along with the wide receivers, and they can find a, a running back besides Aaron Jones, uh, this offense could be dangerous for a number of years to come. And again, durability is going to be a thing because Watson, Christian Watson, can't stay healthy. Uh, but for the most part, I think if I'm in the NFC North, looking at this young offense uh, and how this is lining up, I- I'm not too excited to have to play the Packers twice a year at this point.
1: Yeah, I've always I've always been a fan of Brian Gutekunst and. I've given I I was I was I would give him a hard time about the way that they handled the Aaron Rodgers situation Sparky but that was more of a a personality and and working with people issue more than more than it was a talent evaluation issue. I've thought he's done a very good job from from day 1 of 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 stacking this roster with talent and and keeping the salary cap to a point where you're not kicking the can down the road. And you have to, well, they did do that to an extent with Aaron Rodgers, but you were sort of backed into Stop. that corner by the way that they handled the Aaron Rodgers situation. But yeah, I think he's done a really good job of maintaining this roster and keeping them in a position where they they don't have to suck for two or three years before they can be good again. It's really, man, in, in Jordan Love's first year, to, to, to win as many games as they've won and to be in the position that they're in heading into week 18. I don't know how you're anything but happy with that as a Packers fan, that there is meaningful football in January and, and a pretty damn good chance to go to the playoffs with a first-year quarterback starting. Man, they, they, they've they done a really, really good job after botching a lot of it of, of sort of passing the baton from Rodgers to love and keeping this thing on the tracks in the process.
0: And everybody questioned, how good is Matt LaFleur? Because that's what they did with McCarthy. Well, he had Brady, he had Rodgers. How really good is he? We'll find out in Dallas. Okay, well, now Matt LaFleur doesn't have Rodgers. He has the youngest offense in the National Football League, a first-year starter. They had some rough times. They got through it. They came out on the other side in the same damn season. This isn't next year they came out of this mm-hmm. fiasco. They came out of it in the same season. And like you said, regardless if they win or lose, and I've said this, like if they lose to the Bears, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not picking the Packers to win this game. If they lose to the Bears, then it's still okay in my mind because you found out who your guy is for the next decade. It's Jordan Love. You found out your receivers are good. You found out your tight ends are good. You found out this offense is pretty much set. Maybe you need an offensive lineman or two, right? You got to figure out Aaron Jones' contract, Bakhtiari, whatever that ends up being. But but for the most part, this offense is good for another decade, it appears, Going forward, and Matt LaFleur is damn good at what he does. He proved it. Like you we can rip LaFleur for his loyalty to Joel Barry. And in LaFleur's defense, he's loyal like this to everybody. Like I tell everybody, Mike McDaniel's in the NFL because of Matt LaFleur. His ass got kicked out of the NFL because of his idiotic, dumb things off the field the first time he was in the league. LaFleur fought to get him back onto a coaching staff and he's progressed ever since. So if it was for LaFleur, he wouldn't even be in the damn league, probably right now. Again, loyalty to a fault. Agreed. Joel Berry shouldn't have a job. Agreed. With you. But from an offensive standpoint, putting together game plans and doing this stuff and growing young guys at the same time together. Hey, man, I don't know how you can't be happy with this. Even though they don't have Luke Gatsy, they figured it out, Rami. Yeah,
1: I, and and the Bears have Matt Eberflus.
0: He's a good coach, man. He's a good. Defensive he's not. Coach. Don't, don't he's do He's a that. good defensive coach, man. I don't know if he's a head coach, but he's a good defensive coach. That defense has gotten better as the years went on. You
1: can't argue that. Sure. Yeah, the defense has got. So he's he, he's not a good head coach. He might May be not. a very good. He might be a very good defensive coordinator. Yeah. The fact he the fact he's more safe than Justin Fields really bothers me. There's no reason he should be more safe and secure in his job and his position than Justin Fields. No reason at all for that to we be We talked about
0: this before. And if Iberflus was staying, I thought Justin Fields was staying. If Iberflus was getting fired, I thought they were bringing a new head coach in with a new quarterback, and they were going to trade Justin Fields. But – I would understand that. I this would Jimmy understand that. A report yesterday from ESPN saying, hey, man, they can get a two for Fields – or they can get a King's ransom for one more than what they got from Carolina last year because yes, everybody Jamie. wants Kayla May or Drake May more than they wanted anybody last year, tells me now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Fields will be the quarterback, and maybe they will trade one for a King's ransom for the so. second year in a row uh, and hope that Fields works out. My my my
1: thing on when I did those shifts on 6-7 the score last week, Sparky, was if – If the Bears aren't going to do it right, as I've been saying, like you you need to do it right and give a guy the right environment to grow and succeed in, if they're not going to do it right with Caleb Williams or anybody else, it won't matter that you made a change at quarterback. That guy will run into the same thing that Fields ran into, that Trubisky ran into, that Jay Cutler ran into, that every quarterback has been running into my entire life, which is the Bears break quarterbacks. They don't know what to do with them. So if you're not going to do it right, it won't matter. And if you are going to do it right, do it right for once with Justin Fields and really actually find out what you have in this guy. I'm not saying I'm 100% sold on him. There's a chance I'm wrong, and he'll never be a high-level quarterback at this level. But we can't answer that question because to this point, they haven't given him the opportunity to really do that. If you're going to do it right, if you're going to get a competent offensive coordinator, if you're going to put weapons on, all around him, not just DJ Moore and Cole Komet, who seems to be blossoming into something, but put weapons all around him and give him a real chance to succeed. Do it with Justin Fields. And if it doesn't work, then you move on. But they haven't done it right to this point. And if you're not going to do it right, it won't matter who's that quarterback.
0: This is this is kind of my thing. And You guys can be mad about Lou Getzey all you want. And I don't have I any don't inside like knowledge. But my thought on Getze is this. I don't think Getsy thought that Justin Fields – either was capable of reading a defense or whatever the case may be, and was being super conservative early, trying to kind of milk this along to get him to be where he wants to be before he opened it up. And you can say the exact same thing about Matt LaFleur and the Packers offense when they were going through that funk and he was super conservative and everybody was getting pissed off at him. He didn't open it up until after that Steelers game. Because in that Steelers game, and we talked about it Curtin long, because I remember telling Ryan, they lost, but man, there's a lot to like. Like, you can see this offense starting to click a little bit. And then after that Steelers game, it's when LaFleur decided, okay, I can open it up. Like, everybody's finally on the same page. We're kind of all going in the same direction. Now I'm going to open up this offense a little bit and see if they can handle it. And they can, and now we've kind of taken off. And I think to a certain degree, Gatsy's trying to get him to be a true pocket quarterback that can read defenses, make all the throws, do all that stuff. And I think what has to happen is he needs to throw his hands up and say to hell with it, look, here are your first two reads. If they're not open, run. Like, that's it. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. But that's what we're going to do. Here's your first read. Here's your second read. If they're not open, go. I think that's how you win in Chicago. You can't have him drop back and think he's Peyton Manning and he's going to make all the right reads, all the right checks, and do all this stuff because he's three years in and he hasn't done that to this point.
1: They're different quarterbacks, Jordan Love and Justin Fields. Their their profiles, their strengths, their weaknesses. Yep. They're they're different quarterbacks. So what I'm about to say is done differently on a case by case basis, and would be done differently with Jordan Fields as it would be with, with or Jordan Fields, Jordan Love as it would be with Justin Fields, which is coach call a game to your quarterback strengths on game day. And during the week, try to coach out the flaws. Agreed. That's a great thing. That That's that's something that Matt LaFleur seemingly has done a great job with Jordan Love. I haven't seen that with Justin Fields, either of those things. I, I haven't seen him, and Justin Fields has to share some of the blame for this. I haven't seen a lot of the weaknesses coached out of him, the flaws coached out of him. And I don't see on game day, after the first 15 scripted plays, I don't see a game plan that's that's called to his strengths. And that's, that's on Luke Getzey. That's on Luke Getzey, 100%. And, and on, on for letting him do it. A coach at some point has to step in and say, what are we doing? This, this is not working. And it clearly has not been working for the Bears offense for the most part.
0: All right, let's take a quick timeout. I'll come back on the other side here on on this thing. Uh, What we take timeouts on this thing. Yeah, man. I got to put ads and commercials in. So. Oh, they, they ask me to go to break like you would a radio show. Then I insert the spots in when you go back and listen to the podcast versus doing a podcast with no breaks and then trying to jam commercials in between two people having a conversation or whatever. It's just it flows better this way. Is you there a clock
1: I mean? for me to mess up like I, no. like I do when we're oh. on the radio? OK, so no, okay. not at
0: all. No. all right, so uh, so me... coming up next year, I heard it long. I, I want to get uh, into Rami's thoughts as far as how he thinks the Bears uh, can possibly win this football game if they're going to win this football game at Lambeau Field coming up on Sunday afternoon. Uh, uh The second game on the Slate 320 kick, 325 kick on Sunday. Don't forget, Curtin Long, download on your Odyssey app wherever you download your favorite podcast. at streaming live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. As always, you can always go back there and watch it later. If you like, like, subscribe, follow, hit the bell for notifications, all that fun stuff. Back after this, I'm Curtin Long. Learn more at marines.com. Back at Curtin Long, see Sparky Pfeiffer. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He has Rami Makhlouf, 670 the score, doing fill-in work down there in Chicago. Follow him at Rami is tweeting uh, as we get ready to talk Packers-Bears a little bit more here as they come up on Sunday. Rami, uh, I want to get your thoughts from the Chicago side. You obviously have been watching the Packers. We talked about the Packers there in the first segment. Okay, so from their side of things, the Bears' side of things, how do they win this football game against the Packers? Like, What are, I don't know, one or two or three things that need to happen in order for them to figure out how to win this game and upset Packer fans' dreams of making the playoffs?
1: I think you you, you got to run the ball well and, and control the clock and try and keep this thing low-scoring because while we've seen some flashes – from Justin Fields and the offense and and you saw last week against Atlanta, that was the best game he's had. And, and I don't know how long, and I was so glad to see it because he's either winning the job or, or he's making it real hard for the bears to move on if they do move on after this year. But for the most part, this isn't an offense that can consistently score more than 24 points. Sparky that that seems to be sort of their ceiling. If they score 28, it's a really good week for that offense. So I think, mucking it up, running the ball real well, controlling the time of possession is, is what this offense has to do and try and keep it a low-scoring, ugly football game. I haven't seen the weather forecast for Sunday yet. I don't, know, I don't know if the weather will be conducive to that. And on defense, just keep doing what they've been doing since they got Montez Sweat. They've been the best team in the league against the run since, since they brought him in, and Matt Ibraflus has taken over this defense and Montez Sweat has sort of changed the, the pass rush completely because when he's not terrorizing quarterbacks, he he's taking a lot of attention and, and giving other guys a chance to terrorize quarterbacks. And you've really seen a young secondary for that, that Bears team sort of grow and blossom, which you will see when a pass rush happens because it's a game of, of, of seconds, of fractions of a second. And a good pass rush means a cornerback has to cover a receiver for for that much that much less time out there and and you've seen those guys really make plays and and take advantage of it. So I think that if they can keep it a low scoring game, get after Jordan Love a little bit, continue to 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 stifle the run, that that's that's how this Bears team wins this game on Sunday.
0: I looked at the forecast on AccuWeather of uh, high of 34 we got uh, snow. 44% chance snow of
1: week 18 and bears and Packers. Give
0: me 44% a chance of precipitation, but it's a morning flurry. Otherwise mm. cloudy uh, the rest of the day. So you're not going to get mm. snow during the game Winds at about eight miles an hour. So not too bad. Low of 26. So it's not bad. It, it'll be fine weather to throw in or whatever you'd like to do uh, in that weather. I, I will say this from a bear standpoint. Um, my fear of how the Packers lose this game is is Justin Fields runs for like a buck 25. That's that's my concern as far as how they lose this game. And I'm not as concerned about DJ Moore. And the only reason I'm not has nothing to do with how good I think he is because I think he's a stud. So that's not it. But they showed against Minnesota, they literally were able to kind of take Justin Jefferson out of the game without Jair Alexander, without Eric Stokes, and were able to do it. They were able to beat Kansas City and these other teams without Jair Alexander, without Eric Stokes with these other guys by simply scheming, you know, safety on top, cornerback underneath and kind of taking wide receivers out. So if they're going to be able to take DJ Moore out and limit him, that means Justin Fields. Only way he's probably beating you, in my opinion, is he's going to have to beat you with his legs. Right. So you're going to have Quay Walker as a spy, probably in the middle making sure that, that, that he doesn't get out and, and run away. Not that Walker Walker's going to keep up with him, but he's the fastest linebacker they have. So that's going to be your spy. Um, and then, like you said, then it's, it's running the football. And can you keep them in front of you and not turn into a San Francisco situation where they run all over you? The defensive line for the Packers played so much better against Minnesota this last week as far as being able to get pressure. They were blitzing more this last week than they have under Joe Barry recently. Will they blitz Justin Fields or will they be scared off about him getting out and running if they blitz them? Um, that is going to be something else. I think there's a good chance they don't blitz anybody. They rush four, keep everybody back and make him try and pick him up, pick them apart all the way down the field. Cause we are playing zone. Now all eyes are on Justin Fields. He ain't running anywhere, but you're going to have to make your throws. And if you're errant, it's going to be interception and the Packers get the ball back. My guess would be that's how they're going to play this. I'm going to play a is lot that- of zone. Not going to blitz anybody only bring four and make Justin Fields throw three and five-yard dunk passes all the way down the field uh, in order for the Bears to score.
1: Is Jair Alexander playing, or did he do something else hilarious to get himself suspended?
0: Um, I believe Jair Alexander will play, yes. Okay, all right. Okay, well, that's... But he that, hasn't that. been playing well. I mean, I I don't really know how much of a benefit it truly is, to be honest with you, at this point, um, because he's so banged up and so hurt um, that he shouldn't be out there, to be honest with you. He's not healthy enough to be out there. And to be honest, watching Stokes, I don't know how healthy he really is because he doesn't look nearly as quick as he was a couple of years ago. Maybe that's because of all the injuries and he's got the hamstring thing that he's been battling. And he's not going to play because they put him on the IR. So Stokes is out, so there's no way he's playing. Um, so it's really just Jair is the only uh, the only really kind of question here if he's going to play, and I think he will play. I think he wants to play in this game because, it's again, it's, it's playoff or bust for this Green Bay Packers football team at this point. The other aspect of this that I'm kind of curious about is this bears defense because there was a stat, uh, on Twitter and I'll, I'll pull it off here and read it to you. So, you know, anytime you face a young quarterback, what do defenses like to do? They like to blitz the hell out of them, trying to confuse them, try and make them make a bad throw or, or do something horrible at the end of the day. Um, and if they're able to do that, um, then everything takes care of itself. Jordan Love, this is from Dyer Carriger on uh, Twitter. Jordan Love is being blitzed more than any quarterback in football, and now he's making defenses play. He's thrown 10 touchdowns to one interception against the Blitz all year. Most impressive of all, he's only taken nine sacks on all those uh, blitzes. Pass blitz percentage face since week uh, – what is that, week eight? Since week eight, the Packers have been blitzed 46.5% of the time when they're oh. on offense. The second team after that is the Saints only at 39.7. The Patriots at 37.1, and then the Bears at 37. The NFL average, you ask, is 30%. See, here's what I'd like to know, and, and this takes this take
1: nothing away from, from Jordan Love, but goes back to what I was saying about a quarterback having the right people around him and having the right environment to succeed and grow. How many of those 46, and I don't know if, you, if it's there in front of you with what you're looking at, Sparky, was he pressured? How many of them, because I probably got home. Yeah. How how many of those 46 did the blitz actually get home and disrupt what Jordan love and the Packers offense was, was having to do that, that that's, that's a really important thing to know because if, if he's still standing there clean and has time to make the decision and, and find the open guy that's there because of the blitz, that makes a huge difference for a quarterback, especially one, Who's, who's still learning how to do the job in his first year as a starter, or any young quarterback, or for that matter, any quarterback. It's easier to do the job when you're clean and you're able to stand there and make a decision rather than doing it while you're running for your life or from your back.
0: Well, you can That's- see, just to go back and look at this Vikings game, I mean, he was throwing off the back foot, throwing balls up to Bo Melton and everybody else that are running wide open on these blitzes and finding the right guy. Uh, but this is something else that was brought up. He's played Minnesota twice, the Giants, Tampa, Pitt, Denver, and Kansas City. They are in the top six teams in blitz rate in the NFL. So it could be because it's Jordan Love, or it could be just the schedule, and that's what these defenses do, and this is how they play, and the Packers just happen to run up against all of them uh, to this point of the season. How much When we talk about the Bears and how much they want to pressure the opposing quarterback, How much are they blitzing? I would assume a lot less than like Minnesota and uh, the giants and some of these other teams.
1: Yeah. Averif likes to get home with four. Um, And, and especially since they brought in Montez sweat and they're, they're able to get home with four, because like I said, when he's not the disruptor and the one doing the damage, he's, he's opening up blockers from, from other guys and giving them a chance to disrupt and do some damage. So you, you won't see, a lot of blitzes from, from, from that bears defense. But they, like I said, they've, they've been getting two quarterbacks and, and causing problems for defenses for the last six, seven weeks since they made that trade and a trade, I wasn't so high on when they first made it, not because I didn't like Montez sweat, but because they made it without the contract extension being in place. And they sort of gave him the leverage and then he talks moving forward. And, and he, he capitalized that on that and got the big money. So at least it wasn't a rental But I didn't like the trade when they made it because they didn't have the contract in place. But now that he's here and he's locked up permanently, I think it's it's a good deal. And he could be a problem for the Packers and and a lot of other teams for a few years to come till the next rebuild. You know what I mean? Till the next
0: rebuild. And if you're Washington, you're just living like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that that organization is is more of a chaotic disaster than even your organization in Chicago is at this point. Now, they have new ownership, so things are going to change. I think Harris is a good owner. He's done a good job with the Sixers. He'll change Washington, too, the Commanders. They have a big quarterback decision to make, too. They got Sam Howell. They're sitting in at two right now. I mean, they may be in a position where they trade for Justin Fields uh, or they do something if they don't want right. to take a quarterback up there. I mean, they could trade for Justin Fields, give up a second-round pick, which would be at the top of the second round. And then come back and take Marvin Harrison Jr. with pick number two uh, and have Fields and Harrison Jr. to go along with Terry McLaurin. And Fields and McLaurin, I think, are guys. I mean, all of a sudden, now Washington's offense looks a whole heck of a lot better. You got Robinson at running back, uh, and all of a sudden, Washington gets fixed quickly. It literally, you can literally fix an offense that quickly. If you put a dynamic wide receiver to go along with a dynamic quarterback and good coaching, that's the question. Now, Ron Rivera, will he still be there? I doubt it. Um, and then all of a sudden it looks a lot better. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back. Uh, on the other side, I want to talk about the future of this division. And I want Rami Makloff to kind of look at the division and go, okay, in the next five years, how do we think we'll be feeling about each one of these teams in the next five years? He has Rami seven. to score. Follow him on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. It is Curtin Long. Download on your uh, Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at, and of course, on the Odyssey Sports uh. YouTube channel as well. Like, subscribe, follow, hit that bell for notifications. Back after this. Back on Curtin Long, Earth. Steve Sparky Fiverr, along with Rami Maklov. You can follow me on social media at Sparky Radio on Twitter. And you can follow him at Rami as Twitty. Check out my latest interview with Andy Herman of the Pack a Day Podcast up at 1250 a.m. Thefan.com. We'll have Jake Kokarowski talking badger football from Badger Extra in the Wisconsin State Journal. that interview will be up on Thursday morning. Uh, and, of course, we'll be doing another one of these Curtin Long podcasts coming up on Friday, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. These drop by 5 p.m. Central, each one of those days. Tell your friends, tell your family members, tell everybody you see in a grocery store that has a Packery uh, shirt on. Listen to Curtin Long. Uh, you'll like it. All right, Robbie McClough, let's, let's look at this five years from now, right? So, 2029, 20, 2028, 20, whatever you want to say. Uh, how how are, are, is this division going to look? What are we going to be talking about, in, in your opinion, as far as how this all sets up? Pick whatever team you want to start with, but let's talk kind of like about all four teams in the division. Work your way from the bottom up. So
1: start with the Bears. Shut up.
0: <laughs> what? You said start from the bottom okay. up. That's all the, right, bear. right, the that's Bears. The Bears are, all right, are all right.
1: they not? Is that that? Oh, I thought you were taking a shot. Um, no, I, I was
0: just laughing. Go ahead.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. Because... I, I, <laughs> I really could see this going sparky and this, 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 this road really depresses me, but I really could see this going in a direction where they, they, they trade Justin Fields this off season. They draft the rookie quarterback, the rookie quarterback struggles next year. They fire the GM, they fire the coach and you're starting a new regime coming in with a quarterback who's one year into his career who they have questions about and it's not their guy anymore and they want to retool the roster to put their fingerprint on it and we're right back where we were 2 years ago when they hired Ryan Poles good. and Matt Eberflus and it's and it's yeah. just a revolving door. I think I think if they stick with Fields and make a change at coach at least at least with the offensive coordinator if not Eberflus, then maybe they have something here because they all Poles has has done a good job of retooling the defense. It's a young defense that's that's on the upswing and 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 he he has a lot of draft picks, a lot of draft capital that he got by trading the number one pick last year. He could do the same thing this year and set him up for a few years to come to where I think the future could be bright for the Bears. But I think that if they trade fields and start over again at quarterback, then five years from now, I I I don't know. I I, I don't see them being a threat and just see the revolving door that we've seen with this bears organization continue to, to swing around and around and around. I think it really hinges on, on that decision and what they do at quarterback this off season.
0: All right. So that you have the bears last. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to have the bears last. I'm going to have the Vikings last um, in this division in five years. They do not have a plan for post Kirk cousins. And it is a very alarming and scary thing. And you're playing with Kirk Cousins not to win a Super Bowl, but just to hang around to be a borderline playoff team every year. You're not going anywhere. Um, Justin Jefferson, eventually his contract is going to be up. And I doubt he's going to want to stay if you don't have a future. Uh, and Hall is definitely not the future from BYU. You did a fifth round pick. Well, again, because you're never going to suck with Kirk cousins, unless he gets hurt earlier in the year than he did this year, you're always going to be in the middle to the bottom half of the draft. And you're going to have to make a Jordan love type pick and hope you can develop a guy for a couple of years behind Kirk cousins. See, um I, I Harrison Smith's not getting any younger at safety over on that side of the ball. Hunter's not getting any younger on the defensive side of the ball in Minnesota either. Like, I just, I look at, they don't have a great running back anymore. I just look at that team and go, they're going to be in possibly for a huge rebuild here at some point uh, when the Kirk Cousins deal is over. See, I think, I
1: think cousin now you're saying in five years, five years, I I think that if they, and I think they will pay Kirk Cousins and bring him back five years from now, I think we'll be right around the, the 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 end of his, the end of his run and while i don't think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback by any means i think i think in in the system that he's playing in now with Kevin O'Connell and and coming off the Sean McVay tree i mean Brock Purdy is in the mvp conversation right now man you you know what i mean I, and i think that if he already has Justin Jefferson and and i like some of the other young wide receivers that that they have on that roster right now if you can get a really good defense in minnesota I think that's a team that can do more than just be a playoff team. I think they could be a contender with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. But if you're saying 5 years from now, that's what we're that's, saying. That, that's probably right around the end of their run and they're 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 starting a rebuild or a yep. retool and looking for their next quarterback at that point.
0: Agreed. So, that's why I got them in last place. Um, OK, so they're last. So now let's go to third. The Bears were last for you. So who's third for you in five years? We're talking like twenty twenty nine, right? right in that area.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, I would say it's probably I just I just talked about the Vikings. I'd say I probably yep. have them at, at third after the Bears in five years from now in our okay. NFC North power rankings.
0: For me, I'm going to say third uh, is going to be the Detroit Lions at this point. Now, my caveat in all of this. Clearly is, I don't know how good Hennan Hooker is going to be. I love the pick. The kid out of Tennessee, the quarterback, is coming off injury. You didn't have to play him. You had Jared Goff. Fine. Jared Goff, in my opinion, we'll see, isn't winning you a Super Bowl. So th- they're going to ride with Goff, I think, for at least one more year, two more oh. years, whatever the case may be. And then they're going to have to make a decision on Hooker or somebody else. I don't know how long Dan Campbell is going to last in Detroit either. I feel like Dan Campbell is a um, Thibodeau, Scott Skiles using NBA guy references where he has a burnout factor where eventually the locker room's like, all right, that's enough. Like, I've heard this long enough. I'm done. Like, go somewhere dude, else. Is this dude crying again? Where is I, I going? think wow. going well, I mean, on with coach. He was just on, what was it, the ticket in Detroit or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they had him on talking about that idiotic two-point conversion try from the seven, and he yeah. was going at the host Like, no, no, say what you want to say, man. We're on the yeah, radio. Say what that. you want to say. And the guy like called it. it reckless. And he was right. It was reckless and stupid. But that's who this dude is. He's going to roll the dice. He's going to gamble. Like I said, I just don't think in five years he's still the coach. I think they're going to go through what they do in Detroit and screw something up. Um, And they fall back, uh, I think, to third. And maybe they're still trying to retool and see what that whole thing looks like. So they're my third team. Second team, I'm going to say are the Chicago Bears uh, in in second place. And the reason why I say they're going to be in second place, and let's see if Swami is right on this one. I think this is how it's going to go. They're going to trade fields for a second. Maybe to Atlanta, that seems to make a lot of sense to me because the Falcons are in desperate need of a quarterback and they got everything else kind of there. That defense got better. They've got they've got uh, Drake London. They've got Pitts. they got Bijan. They have an idiot coach. But other than that, they've got the pieces on offense. So Fields seems to me to make sense in Atlanta. So you get the second round pick there. Then you know what I think is going to happen? I think Ryan Poles is going to say, you know what? I don't want to make the decision between Drake May and Caleb Williams. I'm good with either. But... I got all these teams. that want to come up here to one Washington. Let's talk about making a deal. One for two. I think he's going to get another second or whatever the case may be. He's not. going to slide down to two. Let Washington make the pick kind of like the Manning leaf here. They're going to let Washington make the pick of who they want. And Poles is going to take the other one while accumulating more picks at that point. And he's going to take no. whoever is left between those two quarterbacks. Then I'm not done. I've got a grand plan. Then I think what happens is, then I think Chicago, with their pick, comes screaming back up to get three, kind of like the Texans did last year, because they're going to have all these extra picks. They're going to come screaming back up to three, and they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. So they're going to come out of this draft with Williams or May, plus Marvin Harrison Jr. to go along with DJ Moore, and away go the Chicago Bears, and their future is bright. That's how I think this plays out when this is all said and done. And as a Packer fan, I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope they screw it up. But it's all right like there for them not to screw this up.
1: I don't like your plan even a little bit. You're starting all over again with the yes. quarterback position, and I don't want to do that right now, and I don't think that they need to do that right now. And they'll just do with – and if 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 they move on from Justin Fields, it just means they haven't learned their lesson about what they're doing to quarterbacks. And they're going to do the same thing with Caleb Williams or, or May or anybody else that they draft this year and be in the same position that they're in right now. And in three years from now – Wondering if they have their quarterback with a new GM and a new coach trying to figure the whole thing out. It, that that would be the wrong path to take. And you're just giving the Bears as an organization too much credit that 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 all that would work if they did do that. That that's you and you all. I don't know if you do this to me just to like hurt me. You know what I mean? No. To set me up, just to no. set me to try and plant a seed of optimism. To, to so that I it can come crashing down later. Like I, I tell people the story all the time about when the Bears traded for uh for Jay Cutler, and at the time nobody knew what Aaron Rodgers was. And you you coming, I was the producer at the time, and you yep. coming over to the producer booth and going with a big smirk on your face. So, how does it feel to have the best quarterback in the division, Rami? And you know what? I was young and stupid and naive at the time, and I thought I I was like, Yeah, that's pretty cool. But no, Sparky, I'm a grizzled veteran now. Do you see the gray? You see the gray in this beard right now? I'm a grizzled veteran. I know better than to have hopes and optimism about the Chicago Bears, and I'm not going to let you do it to me again. I'm not that fat, stupid kid that you were able to do that to oh so many years ago. I'm a grown man now, and I'm not going to do it. They're a dumb organization, and they'll find – just like you said about the Lions, man, they'll find a way to screw it up. The Bears will find a way to screw it but up. That but that means, try, try so who's your thing.
0: second team in the division then? Because you have the Lions and Packers left in 2029. Who's in second place? in our five-year outlook here. It's probably the Lions. I, I, I think I'd have the Lions at second.
1: And honestly, it's. It could go either way between them and the Vikings. The Bears will be at the bottom, but it could go either way between them and the Vikings in terms of the two and the three slot and all of these Sparky, because it's the most, it's the most uh, valuable position in all of North American sports, the most important position in all of North American sports. It goes back to the quarterback question. And, and who is, is Jared Goff good enough to win? And if not, who's, do they stick with him? Who's the next guy? You said they have a guy from Tennessee that they drafted. And in Hooker. I don't yep. know a lot I don't know a lot about about the young man. Maybe maybe yep. he is the next guy, but so much of this hinges on the quarterback position. And all of these teams, I mean, I think I think the Packers know what they're doing at least going into next year um with Jordan Love. He's done enough that that they're sold on him for for going into next year, but with the the Lions, the Bears and the Vikings, oh my you 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 have quarterback questions with all three of those franchises moving forward that they're going to have to answer, if not this offseason, then, then in the following offseason. And, and that, that, that'll, that'll largely decide which direction and, and where all those franchises go, because it's the quarterback and it's that important.
0: So then we agree the Packers are one probably in five years.
1: Yeah, because they have that question answered. They seem to have that question answered again, again. And how long have I been telling you, Sparky, that if they have three back-to-back-to-back <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks that I quit football?
0: You're done. I just quit, I just quit football. <laughs> I'm not done being a Bears fan. I don't think I, he's a Hall I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I but I will football. say this. He doesn't suck. And I said that at the beginning of the year to Jeff Rieger Whoa. when we talked. And I said, I'll tell you this much, Rieger, they may not beat the Lions this game, and that may not happen. I'm like, but this dude does not suck. You'll see. And in the middle of the year, I think people were like, nah, you're wrong. He does suck, uh, but he does it, and he's good." And this offense is going to be explosive and a lot of fun to watch, kind of going forward. All right, what's your prediction for the game?
1: Pain for Bears fans. That's <laughs> that's what it'll be. I know how I know how this thing goes. So
0: negative. It'll and it'll be you know they it'll be a- five out of seven coming into this thing.
1: I know, I know, and that's that's what they do. They set us up to go. Whoa, maybe no, <laughs> it's not that that that's 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 what they're gonna do all right and it'll be a fun game it'll be a close game and then there'll be some some play that jordan love makes in the fourth quarter that goes down as like oh his moment you know what i mean it was bears and packers and week 17 snow will probably be falling even though you said it's not in the forecast just because that makes it a little more magical yeah on the highlight reel you know what i mean that's that's likely what's going to happen is some, some Jordan Love play in the fourth quarter to win the game and go to the playoffs and start another run of another great quarterback and make me hate football.
0: Yeah. Well, i tell you score? one thing.
1: 20, it'll be 30-21. If you, if,
0: <laughs> if you <laughs> want Justin Fields to stay, you cannot have Justin Fields have like three interceptions in this game to end the season against the Packers because the McCaskey family will be like, he's done. Bye-bye. Probably. We're not watching yeah, this. He's never be beat happen. the Packers, and it's time to go.
1: Yeah, that'll probably happen. You know? I then, doubt I it. Know. And then somebody after the game will be like, same old Justin, you know, and that'll be another thing that you guys can play all the time. And no, and no. Miserable. Yeah.
0: I've got nowhere to play it. So it's not going to be me. He is <laughs> Robbie. Macaloff, uh, follow him on Twitter at Robbie is tweeting. You can follow me at Sparky radio, curd and long baby. Download it on your odyssey. Oh. app, or if you download your favorite podcast at Aussie sports, YouTube page, follow like, subscribe, bring that bell for notifications. Yes.
1: I'm going to have a thing soon that people would be interested a in. So keep an eye. Yeah. A thing. I'm doing a thing. Girlfriend will be happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing. Just keep an eye on Rami is tweeting. Stay tuned. Things things are, are about to happen. I'm done being lazy. I've been I've been unemployed and lazy for six months. I'm gonna start doing some work. So you're not going back, back to delivering pizzas I'm, again, I'll are be you? Back to entertain folks soon. All right. Oh,
0: so it's not delivering pizzas. Yes, and
1: then I will do a sports talk radio show at your front door. Uh, no, no, not delivering
0: pizzas. Just stay no, tuned. Kid. Stay tuned. Well, how's Things the how's the, how's the comedy how's the comedy life going? Uh, when are you performing again? I'll be at the I'll be at the comedy cabin in Janesville
1: in uh, two weeks, January nineteenth and twentieth. Come check it out.
0: Janesville, Wisconsin. That sounds like a lot of fun. The comedy cabin. Check out Rami McLaugh. Follow my Rami is tweeting. Rami, thank you so much, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your day. Always a pleasure,
1: Spark. Let's do it again.